never reach me Were some guys who were preacher fans The only dudes who could ever teach me Were some guys who were preacher fans Yes, they were They were Oh, yes, they were That's a podcast theme right there Oh, it is Sunday, and that means it is time to go down to church and talk about the AMC show Preacher, the word of the good Lord. I am Alex. Praise Jesse. I am Justin. I'm Pete. And you are listening to Preacher Man, a podcast about AMC's Preacher. And we're going to be talking about, I can't believe I'm saying this, Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the name of the episode, That's though. the name of the, the name episode. The name of the episode is Hitler. Yep. We are going to chat about it. Uh, a little bit of a recap before we do. So there is a character named Hitler on the show. He's the actual Hitler. And in real life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, hopefully he's not around. Uh, Hitler escaped from hell along with a dude named Eugene who's being tracked down by a unstoppable force named the Saint of Killers. Meanwhile, a couple of things going on with our main heroes. Uh, Jesse, no, excuse me, Cassidy is off in New Orleans hanging out with a vampire organization named Les Enfants du Sang. Uh, perfect French. Yes. Wow. And they are exactly what you picture from very interview of the, with the vampire type vampires. Cassidy is not like that at all, but he's starting to understand them and be accepted by them. He he's, just walked in at the end of last episode and yeah. sort of committed to them. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and there's regular humans who all want to be vampires. There's an old vampire type who is trying to befriend Cassidy. We'll find out more about that this episode. Meanwhile, Jesse and Tulip are down at a place called Angelville, and they got to get some souls they got to get some souls to heal grandma. you got to feed grandma some souls. Yeah, as we all do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, anything else? What, what else do we need to know? There's an organization named The Growl who is run by a guy named The Allfather who is ridiculously obese and uh, kind of evil. There's a guy named Hair Star who wants Jesse to be the new savior of mankind, the new... Uh, What's the opposite of Antichrist? Christ? Christ. <laughs> it's right in the name. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. Uh, and uh, on the other hand, they got a terrible Christ named Humperdue, who is the descendant of Jesus, who is terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah. So that's a little bit it's of the Messiah, battle that's going maybe on the there. you were looking for. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That is actually what I was looking for. Right? Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, so that's pretty much all you need also to know. Also, you have uh, Hitler and Arsface who escaped hell. Yes, yeah. that was the first thing that I mentioned. So let's well, pick you up. you said Hitler. You didn't say Arsface. Uh, I said Eugene. Eugene. Uh, that's oh. his name. That's sort of his uh, Christian Miss name. Uh, let's kick it off with that right there, though. Hitler is working at a sandwich shop. Yeah, uh, disappointing. Which, why? You think He's very disappointed that Hitler is working at a sandwich shop. Now, for someone that goes to a sandwich shop just like this on an almost daily basis, <laughs> did you feel good about that? Just it was sort of like a product endorsement from uh, Adolf Hitler. Yeah, it was uh it's a, it's a little heart disheartening that uh yeah. If you looked up uh, after you ordered your Subway sandwich, which I guess you say whatever you got, it all tastes bad. Uh <laughs> if you looked up and Hitler was making it, what would that make you feel? Uh, I know we've talked about this re- recently on another yeah, podcast. I don't know why this is so important to you guys. It's not important to me. It's the te- episode is talking yeah. about this. Well, I, the actual subway shop that you go to every week is run by Adolf Eichmann and Goebbels, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's not that far off from Hitler yeah, working on a subway use your sandwich. Imagination, up. Pete. Yeah, one hundred percent. A little bit. Yeah. Here's what I was kind of actually disappointed about. I don't want to make this too serious or anything, but the way that Hitler was portrayed last season, it was weird and uncomfortable coming from the perspective of being a Jew. But I was still able to accept it. It was. Still yeah. 
fun. You know, there was something in the idea that, oh, God, I feel so uncomfortable and icky that I'm feeling something for Hitler. And I know that's what you're supposed to feel. He was fainting, as it turns out, by the end of the season. And in fact, is still the horrible Hitler that we know and actually hate in real life. Um, But having him do a anti-Semitic rant in this episode was actually uncomfortable, like not in a funny way. Uh, Yes. I mean, it it definitely, I agree with you. I did think it set up a good visual joke though, of him like drawing up his new, like uh, his His fourth Reich. Yeah. His new Reich. And it's like the guy that works at the, the manages the shop next door is going to be his. Yeah, sure. Which, I mean, and it is dark, obviously, but uh, that was funny. And yeah, stupid. I was hoping it would be a different thing he was like, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And like, at this point, given that we've only seen that one scene of Eugene slash Arseface, same person, uh, at the beginning of last episode and Hitler at the beginning of this episode, um, I feel like we need to see more. You know, there's not enough of, is there actually something redeemable about Hitler at this point? Is there not? Is he just Hitler and he's a horrible, well, that's the, the worst person in history? It's weird because it's like sometimes he's Hitler, sometimes he's not. Like, why would Hitler cover for his boss whose boss is having an affair? Like, to me, that doesn't seem like something Hitler sure. would do. But I think it's meant to be just a provocative character choice and right. that they're playing that uh, out. To me, it was too much, though, this yeah. episode. Again, it, it just got to the point where I didn't want to watch. Uh, well, it's interesting because it's only a, the first few minutes of the episode. Yeah, I turned it off after that. You guys oh, keep talking. Cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> for an episode entitled Hitler, we only see him for a minute. Right. So a couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah, that was disappointing. Uh, so Sand of Killers comes in. Uh, so Rex- wait, sorry. Just to, just to clarify, what they did with Hitler was terrible. We need more Hitler. I mean, <laughs> for an episode entitled Hitler? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, technically. Yes. Um, it was uh, fun when the Sand of Killers walked in. Sand of Killer walks in, um, smashes the manager's face against the glass. Very yeah. cool shot. Yep, great. And then uh, he's walking uh, th- across the field with Hitler. Sand of Killers walking across the field with Hitler and Eugene. Um, following him. Yeah, we're in the back half of the season. I'm really curious to see how this is all going to come together at this yeah, point. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, we get a nice funeral for um, Jesse's ex-girlfriend who tried to kill them, and it's really nice uh, to do that, to have yeah. like a really nice funeral for someone that is literally out to, uh, had been out he, to kill you. He used the Zippo again. Yeah, there's a great uh, sort of lazy for- Viking funeral moment yeah. where he... Uh, leaves a trail of gasoline across the lake and then lights it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. If I ever go, that's how I want you guys to send me off. Really? Um, I'm, yeah, thank 100%. you for saying if. I know you are flirting with vampirism. Uh, <laughs> I am. So I will, I will say this 100% truly out there right now. If there are any vampires listening to this podcast, real vampires, yeah. let me know. I am legit interested. Oh, wow. 100%. Seriously, you want to live forever? 100%. Yes. No way. Me but I too. need I'm a guarantee done. that it's not like, I don't know, I'm replaced by a demon or whatever. Like, I need to know that there's some sort of continuance. Like, it's still me. It's my consciousness in there, you know? You yeah. want to fly, turn into an animal? I just want to live forever. I just don't want to die. You're going to be addicted to blood for the re- for all of eternity. Uh, might cool. as well face it. You're addicted <laughs> to blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm down, too. Let's make it a two for one. <laughs> All right, great. I am not down. Okay. Ironically, so, Pete is a vampire. Yeah. We're just going to feed on you, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah, dude we're going to eat you. Dude, I'm going to hunt both of you. <laughs> dude, I'm going to be Blade dude, and we're fucking gonna take you, you down. Dude. Blade was also a vampire. Yeah. Half vampire. Yeah. yeah. Half. I know. 
When so, do you right, so think he was the I'll be half of him. Okay, so uh, when is Blade going to be introduced on Preacher? Next season, next episode, today. Great. The end of this episode. <laughs> Already was. I turned it off into the first scene. So yeah, I and I know you keep saying that. Great thing for a podcast. Uh, <laughs> Jake, just kidding. Alex did watch the episode. Yes, He's I crying did. right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next up, uh, Hairstar meets Jesse. Uh, we, this sort of set up, sets up the episode as the coming together of Jesse and the Grail, um, which... I mean, at this point in the season, that's what it is, right? Right. Yeah, I, we're getting to see... It was nice to see Hairstar interacting with Grandma in particular because yeah. I think... Pete has been convinced, Justin, not to speak for you, but I believe you and I have not been quite as convinced about Grandma's strength, Grandma, the Angelville's necessity as a villain on the show. To see her actually match wits with Hair Star was good. Yeah. I, I think it was important to see that. Yeah, yeah. seeing them into con- come into conflict. To the two bad guys sit down was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. We get this moment where she um, pisses on Star's foot with oh, her, man, uh, that was her catheter tube or whatever. Tense. Uh, because she wants souls. Yeah. Give me them souls. Feed Grandma souls. But I like how her Star was just like bored at another meeting. Yeah, he's, he's always like, a little... Oh, whatever. You're pissing on my shoe. I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, he kind of likes it, right? Yeah, he likes those... Uh, no, I'm serious. He likes that sort of thing. He likes yeah. being pissed on. He likes being degraded. That's what gets him off sexually. Cool. <laughs> I'm not making a joke. I know. Wait, hold on. Are you talking... thing to bring I, up. Are you talking about hair star or Pete? Uh, hair star. You know, you could read the context. I don't I think I've seen some have the hashtag Pete the Poodle. Oh. So I know what, get, what Pete gets into. Right, I'm out of here, dude. Fuck that. What? what? No, Pete, no, hold what? on. Pete, Pete, just, no, come on. Just getting into it. Hashtag Pete's golden showers. Come on. No, no. We would now, I would never push you to leave the podcast. Um, <laughs> All right. We'll see you later, guys. No, Pete, be the poodle you were meant to be. That's fucked up, man. Where are you going? I'm going to go see the Meg. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. All right. Well, have a fun time at the Meg. We'll Thanks. see you later. And thank you. Just leave. All right, fine. I will. Just go. Don't make a big deal about it. Oh, well, yeah, I'm going to make a big deal about it. After you leave, we definitely won't talk about where we actually think you're going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Yes, uh, but for real, Pitt is leaving the podcast right now. Sorry, guys. Uh, bad timing on my point, but or my part. Uh, but I'm out. Uh, I thought the episode was dope, as always. At my Wait, no. Pete, is it, you can't turn off the microphone. <laughs> yeah, just leave. <laughs> just get out of here. Stop dragging it out. Yeah. Thank you so much for stopping by. You can put on your costume downstairs. So anyway, I was talking about Pete with the whole golden showers thing. Yeah, oh, good. I knew 100%. it. 100%. Uh, so uh, Cassidy's really feeling it um, with the... Uh, Not t- into golden showers. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly what you'd expect him to say. Uh, Cassidy's really feeling it with the children of blood. Um and they have this whole thing where they make vampires. Uh, the Lestat dude makes vampires and sends them out in the world to a bunch of locations to also make more vampires and get the vampire message out there. Yeah, this I definitely spoiled later in the episode. This did not seem true straight off. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting. Uh, I feel like Cassidy wants to believe in something again. Uh, he's suckered into this world by this uh, vampire leader in the same way that he was working with Jesse because Jesse was a powerful leader. Yeah, a- absolutely. And I, again, I'm jumping ahead here, but I was thinking a little bit about Cassidy's arc. He's so lost and he's so sad and so alone and he yeah. just wants something to hold on to when he eventually finds out how wrong and how fucked up this is. 
it's going to destroy him. Well, let's let's play out the rest of sure. uh, Cassidy's story since we're sort of already there anyway. Um, Cassidy is flying. They, he, this is like a buddy, a fun buddy movie with yeah. he and the Lestat guy. Yeah, I I talked about this a little bit the last episode. I still wasn't totally convinced that Cassidy was one hundred percent on board, but when the scene played out again, it it struck me as. I mean, I, I don't know if Cassidy was enjoying it. I mean, I was looking at it more from the perspective of the Lestat dude that yeah. this is his thing. He does the same thing all the time. He is yeah. stuck in this pattern. And almost perhaps what Cassidy is trying to do is he's trying to break out of his pattern. He's right. trying to become something different. Um, so we are seeing that contrast there. And it's funny the first time when it was played for laughs the first time. But the second time it became sad to be. Yeah. Uh Cassidy flying around with this, but like yeah. the connection they're having. Yeah. Because this dude is like, gets off on seducing people of all kind. Yeah. And he's seducing Cassidy as a much harder sort of mark for him and his, uh, vampire and personal powers. And, uh, so they're, they're flying around. Dude loves to make out. Um, and you can see Cassidy getting hungrier for human blood over the course yes. of the episode, falling into sort of this new lifestyle with this cool, like dude who gets to like seduce people and have better powers than Cassidy. Yeah. And I love them hanging out. I loved Cassidy hanging out with him, chatting with him as a cat. I thought that was a lot of fun. That was funny. Their whole relationship, them going out and getting drugged together is fun. Um, It's enjoyable at the same time that it is sad for Cassidy because this isn't going to work out. um, It's a fun thing to watch. Uh, Yeah, so uh, then we get uh, while Cassidy is talking to him in cat form, um, the people hunting Cassidy uh, come up on them, trank Cassidy, and Cassidy's like, I'm not uh, I'm not vulnerable yeah, well, to these we should anymore. Take a little bit of a step back and say this is uh, I keep forgetting his character name, but Malcolm Barrett's uh, character from the uh, the one from the Grail heads finds these battle priests who yes. kill vampires. We haven't really looped back to that at all. That was something for the pilot where people were hunting Cassidy, and that hasn't happened since. Yeah. So it's interesting to see this particular aspect of the world come back in some way. Yeah, I love um, the password to get into the priest and nun fighting gym was I want to wear Miley Cyrus's skin like a pelt. Which I thought was a great specific password. Yeah, 100%. I wonder what Miley Cyrus thinks about all that. Probably not a fan. No, you don't think so? Nope. She might pop up in the episode. Yeah. Um, So Cassidy gets tranked by um, one of these fighting nuns, uh, but instantly tranks her back. And then uh, the Lestat guy is being trapped by some ultraviolet light, which the vampires in Preacher are vulnerable to sometimes. Sure. Yeah, I guess so. Um, This also played out kind of silly to me with these silly little spotlights chasing him back and forth. Yeah. it felt like a sort of a silent film, a Keystone yeah. Cops uh, style fight. Well, it comes back to something we've talked about a lot where there's never any real actual danger for our characters, particularly Jesse Tulip and Cassidy. Yeah. Like stuff happens, but they're never actually in trouble. I mean, they, they're like the superheroes of this show. And this yes. is a superhero show uh, sort of under the auspice of it being these just hard fighting, hard drinking uh, yes. people in mm-hmm. the world. And that, I think that's cool because it makes it lets you enjoy it without having to worry about it because they do yeah. everything so over the top. Uh, what happens next, Justin? Uh, well, if following the vamp, the vampire storyline, um, Cassidy uh, is or the Lestat gentleman offers to protect Cassidy, and they they kiss. Yeah. Uh, so, do you think it's uh, we get to see them kiss later on in the episode after we get the big reveal about Lestat, dude? Uh, 
is that real for him? Not for Cassidy, because I think Cassidy is suckered in and Cassidy's playing it straight. And Cassidy, I think, believes, yeah, he believes in their romantic relationship. Well, actually, so we see them kiss before we realize that um, in the next scene that the Lestat guy, um, he's with the woman who was um, who had just been turned um, by uh, by Cassidy, actually. And uh, he's sitting in the car as if he's going to drive her to the airport to fly off to new, her new vampire location. And he just straight up kills her, lets the body turn to dust in this one little lets field. Lets the body hit the floor. Exactly. Which is the, what the song's true meaning is. Yep. Uh, Written for vampires. Yeah. Um, so we have, he's got Cassidy sort of in his thrall. We find out that he actually is a monster who's killing these people. And the very last moment is uh, Cassidy and the vampire getting into a coffin and the door closing. Yeah. Well, so what do you think? Do you think it is real for Lestat, dude? Or is he just playing Cassidy as well? I think he's just playing Cassidy. I think he's the kind of guy who Cassidy's like the the sort of the the hottest girl in the school to use the old, uh, that old trope or that old cliche. And so he's chasing him. He's the, the hardest person for him to bring into his thrall. And so he's going after him. I think that makes sense. I think it might, he might feel like it's real, but he pretty specifically says, why would I want other vampires around? So he's going to get rid of, he's going to go after Cassidy eventually. Yeah, I think so. And we're definitely setting up for, but I think it's fun Cassidy, who's been like in love with Tulip and been like the jilted uh, suitor on for so much of the show. And now he feels like he has a good relationship and he's with a monster and uh, it's going to be just another situation. But now Cassidy can act on it and can get nuts and probably kill this dude. Yeah. 100%. Cassidy has to kill all these vampires that he really likes, like his son, this other guy. Yeah. Cassidy. Uh, tough times. Let's, so let's loop back and talk uh, <clears throat> talk about um, all the rest of the storyline with Jesse yeah. and Tulip. Um, we have, uh, going back to where we left, um, TC's, uh, now that Grail and the Angel Wolf folks are all hanging out, you have TC meeting Featherstone and trying to flirt with her. Yeah. And he uses that. I like Featherstone a lot. Yeah, uh, me that, too. That character has really grown on me over the past season and change. Yeah. Um, She's a lot of fun. She is fun. And uh, TC offers to, or he's sort of bragging about his ability to put a pig heart inside of a dog. Yeah. Classic pickup line. I know that's how you you met your wife. 100%. Yeah. I went to a bar. I showed her a pig heart and we fell in love. It's beautiful. Every time I hear it on Valentine's day. Yes. Um, so that's what you got to do. Actually on Valentine's day, you take a bunch of different types of hearts, stuff your pockets full of them. You never know what a girl's going to like. Oh boy. Pocket full, put put your heart in the sleeve. That's where that comes from. Yeah. Take it out of your pocket and staple it to your sleeve. Yeah. That's romance guys. Everybody knows that. That's romance guys. I know. Why why are you even saying it? Um, so we, uh, moving on, um, uh, hair star is offering, um, grandma a lifetime of souls. Um, and she's threatening Jesse to get what she wants. So, they are like playing a little game to try to control Jesse. Yeah. Who I, I think ultimately Jesse's going to win out, right? Uh, something that we've seen over the course of the season is Jesse is kind of just letting go. He's letting people push him wherever they want him. Um, he's pretty much given up at this point. Yeah. But we got to see some sort of release by the end of the season, some sort of him stepping out and taking control over his own life again. Yeah. It's, uh, and I, that's why this is hard because we, who are we rooting for between grandma and star? We're rooting for star above grandma. Grandma's like the worst, right? Yes, I think so. Um, but Jesse sort of his relationship with grandma is confusing. And we see in this episode 
where he does sort of care for her a little bit. Yeah. So she like raised him. And she cries. She talks to him and says, please don't leave me. I don't want you to leave me. And I don't think she's actually manipulating him here. Right. I, I think it's so, I think Jesse, even though the show is making us like grandma the least, Jesse cares for grandma more than hair star. He's yes. using hair star to get what he wants. Yes. So we, I know we talked in previous episodes about how all the Angelville stuff was feeling a little boring. This sort of adding hair star to the mix, I feel like really brings a lot of life to it because everyone's relationship is so like arch between yeah. all of these well, different there's just factions. More characters. It, yeah. kind of, we knew what was going on with TC and Jody and Jesse and Tulip and grandma. We understood that relationship at this point. So to your point, bringing in the grail folks shakes it up a lot and gives yeah. them new people to bang, um, bang off of bounce off of. Yeah. New people to bang. That's what it's all about. It's all about. Hard on your sleeve. Uh, we get uh, Tulip and Featherstone fighting again. These guys have the worst grudge in the show. It's delightful, though. It's lovely. It's a delightful grudge. And now they have to go to Osaka together. Yeah, but that leads into their rivalry leads into my absolute favorite thing in the episode, where Tulip and Jesse say goodbye. And it's this very heartfelt, um, I'll call you, I love you, I'll see yeah. you later, goodbye. And then Featherstone tries to do the same thing with Hairstar, and he does not care at all. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, his reactions there, are just it's such a simple just, why? Yeah, that whole scene why? is fun, because I think that's a scene that starts with Hairstar recommending sushi places for them to go to, and like yes. the most like <laughs> casual, like, oh, you've got to go see this place. Like it's so funny how they mix these, like, just regular, normal moment, character moments with the super high stakes uh, moments yes. that these characters have. Absolutely. And then it ends with TC standing way too close to Hairstar and him faking a phone call, which again, just a ridiculous little detail to yeah. throw in there. So fun. So weird. Um, so the end of the episode is building toward Genesis uh, coming back. Jesse, so... Tulip's going to go chase souls in Osaka for Grail, and uh, Jesse is chasing Genesis, trying to get that all sorted out. Yeah. Um, and because of that, we get uh, the reveal to Grandma that Genesis is a thing. There's a fun little runner through this episode that Genesis is a band. Uh, Genesis yeah. is a book in the Bible. Like, And finally, Grandma realizes, wait, there's something to this. I need to control this. Yeah. Um, well, here I'll throw something out at you. This is I literally just thought of this, so I don't know how fleshed out this theory is. But we've talked about how there's almost a Spider-Man 2 thing going on where Jesse probably could access Genesis, but he's not trusting his own instincts, so right. he can't. Um, he will have to take ownership of himself in order to get the power of Genesis back. But I think when he does, the Saint of Killers is going to feel that. Like, I right. think the Saint of Killers won't be back in hell yet. Once Genesis is reactivated, suddenly you'll see Saint of Killers perk up like a dog and immediately turn towards where Jesse is because he will not be able to resist wanting to kill Jesse. Yeah. And that's how everybody ends up in the same place. I agree. And that's that's such a fun way to bring all these characters together because they're going to, Saint of Killers is going to show up and they're like, oh no. And they're like, is that Eugene? Yeah. And is that Hitler? Is, guess. is that <laughs> yeah. Hitler? Like, that's such a fun, uh, just big old, like, group scene that's going to happen. Uh, group game. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, obviously it's building towards something. Cassidy stuff almost seems like a side mission at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're going to see that vampire stuff necessarily mix in. We are going to see him resolve that. Yeah. But I think he's going to burn that shit down. Yes, 100%. And then eventually everything will combine at Angelville. Yeah. 
Uh, can't wait for that. Um, we just a couple other final moments. Uh, Jesse promises Star that he's not going to do anything to him once he has Genesis back. Thought that was a fun little moment. Yeah, uh, making it seem like maybe Jesse will get Genesis back e- even in the next episode. Yeah, Jesse is definitely going to get Genesis back. Also, you should probably parse that wording to figure out if there's a way out for Jesse because I'm sure there is, yeah. and I'm sure he's going to make. I mean, maybe if he promises he's not going to do anything to Hera Star, he's going to make somebody else do somebody thing to Hera Star or yeah, something like that. Something bad is going to happen to Hera Star. Um, and the grandma line, as she's finding out about Genesis, um, TC, you're simpler than a box of empty baskets. Great stuff. Excellent. Very fun. And we end the episode with a confrontation between Jesse and the Allfather. Those dudes not going to get along. I don't think so. Different ideology. There's a bunch of stuff going on there because Hair Star has brought in Jesse so that Jesse can kill the Allfather, but at the same time, Hair Star is framing it up as, I finally gotten Jesse Custer for you. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting next episode, I think. Yeah, de- a lot of, once again, we have these different characters with different goals and everyone's lying to everyone. 100%. So that's always fun. If you guys want to support this show and other shows, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York. Come on by and we'll chat about Preacher. What else do you want to plug? Uh, friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. We also have a dedicated Preacher Men Twitter at Men Preacher. Uh, and you can check us out at comicbookclublive.com. And we'll see you next Sunday for church. Preach up. And Pete, uh, good luck out there with um, all your dog, your human dog stuff. Yeah, 100%. Enjoy getting pissed out. Hashtag Pete the Poodle. Hashtag Pete Golden Showers. <laughs>